Radio Zoom 81, April 4th, 2006. Information about artists played on this episode can be found in the show notes at radiozoom.net. From Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the Radio Zoom Podcast. Yes, another edition of the Radio Zoom rolling out to you from a very sunny Vancouver. It's beautiful. It's it's just outstandingly gorgeous today. I can't stress that enough. And if I pull up the the temperature reading for outside right now, we're looking at 10C. That is about 50 degrees Fahrenheit and not a cloud in the sky. It's pretty amazing. I cannot complain one bit. RadioZoom at gmail.com is the email address. RadioZoom.net, that's the place to go get those show notes and all the other information that you want to find out about the podcast, about what's going on here. And uh, let's see, coming up today, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about the BC Ferries, give you a little update, we'll make it as brief as possible. Then also we'll cover this, we're going to look at the third part of the Vancouver Sun article about podcasting called Now Hear This and the uh, the third part that came out actually about a week and a half ago now. A little behind on things, but you know what? Better late than never. And, uh, you know, I'd really love to talk hockey today, but I'm a little upset to do it, so we'll save that for later this week. And uh, so instead, we'll kind of just do some kind of thoughts and some hanging out. But I'll probably go hang out on the balcony again because, like I said, it's really, really gorgeous out. And um, I'll take you outside there with me and you get some sounds and uh, we'll chit-chat a little bit about some podcasting thoughts and things like that. Uh, uh, some interesting things that happened over the April Fool's weekend that I just thought would be interesting to share if you're not paying attention to uh, some of the other things going on out there in podcasting land. So uh, speaking of the, the Vancouver Sun article that we'll be talking about in a little bit, uh, talks mostly about um, – Music uh, musicians and uh, Vancouver, British Columbia related artists. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little funky with my my levels here. I had to do some strange setup, and I'm still getting used to it. Hopefully, it's all sounding fine. But uh, yes, playing uh, speaking of Van- or not Vancouver artists specifically for right now. But we're gonna play these guys, and they're called the Escape Goats. They're from Ontario, and the song's called Canada Day. And this is Radio Zoom. Riding beer and radio waves. Three punks born yesterday Three philosophers without a parking spot We set out on Canada Day We were going our own way Our luck was hard but we pushed it far Everybody 
Scapegoats with the song Canada Day off of their album Independent Rocker, and you can find their website. Actually, I got those guys off of the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com, but if you go to their website, escapegoats.ca, you'll get all the lovely, wonderful information that uh, you'll ever want to find and need and to uh, get uh, their music and find out where they're going to be playing, because I hope they're going to be playing somewhere. There's just that weird cryptic message on there. It says something about uh, this is... Something about they're moving and something or other. I don't know if they're moving as a band or if they're just disbanding or something. I don't know what's going on. So you can find that at escapegoats.ca. One of the things I really like about doing these uh, little sag things is that I'm able to fade down uh, my microphone and clear my throat before I start talking again. So it's very, very uh, advantageous, even though I've got the reverb going on, but I don't know if you'll hear it as much as uh, you might hear the fact that I've got the window pretty much wide open right next to me. And I thought it'd be kind of add a little bit to uh, kind of the the ambience of of the room. Maybe you might find that a little... Uh, annoying, but um, I don't know. Birds are chirping outside. People are out wandering around. However, if uh, the building manager starts doing the power washing thing outside that he was doing earlier, I may have to get up and close all the windows again and uh, rethink the going out in the balcony issue, but uh, we'll see what happens when we get to that point. So I wanted to talk to you about the BC Ferries uh, the Queen of North sinking again and just give you a brief update as to what's going on there because I've been following this quite a bit 
And uh, like I said, it's very interesting to me because it's a uh, very t- telltale of kind of the political climate and also just seeing how the rest of the people uh, react to a situation like this because you're looking at uh, the political ramifications of this, um, the environmental uh, effects that come th- uh, from all of this, uh, the fact that uh, Prince Rupert can't not, cannot get uh, ferries up into that area as on a, you know as we're heading into spring, you're going to see a lot more people heading up there for maybe like you know recreation, bread and breakfast type things getting away, which um, I'll talk more about something like that in the next episode coming up uh, this week i promise this week that i'll do another episode but we'll talk a little bit more about that in the future anyway back to what's going on with the uh, the whole queen of the north situation uh for those of you to get bring you up to date it sank uh, a few weeks ago while en route uh, overnight to prince rupert this is a passenger ferry also carrying uh, vehicles and uh, had 101 people on there 99 people were able to get off safely the couple that was missing and presumed dead, that situation is still the same, and they have not been able to locate their bodies if they are, in fact, deceased. But uh, right now they're basically saying that these, these people have perished with the, the sinking of the, uh, of the Queen of the North. Now, a pinpoint explanation into the mishap is still not known. Uh, we have a lot of different theories, a lot of different things that are, going, uh, that are coming out in terms of the investigation. It sounds a lot like it could be a combination of mechanical failure and human error, uh, the combination of the two leading to uh, the problem. There's also – I remember – like I said, I pay attention a lot to the uh, television news and somebody saying – I think it was Global or maybe CTV was reporting that uh, there was a report issued some time ago or a statement issued by somebody higher up and some sort of you know with uh, some sort of engineering knowledge of these boats of these ferries that uh, that if there was a well that their hulls were weak and that if it were to collide with something there was a good chance it was going to sink but that's kind of been well you know I don't think it's been very well documented but there's been murmurs of somebody saying that at some point sometime in the past and you know how those things kind of come up and there's like well, well you would have should have could have um, but there's that that's kind of weighing into the whole uh, investigation and to the uh, you know the possible cause and the possible prevention um, that's uh, of the whole incident the other thing that's happened is that the RCMP has launched a criminal investigation into the whole mishap that's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and uh, no, they don't wear those red coats and hats all uh, all the time. Those are more ceremonial. But anyway, the RCMP have uh, started kind of an incri- criminal investigation into this. And in an a article on the Vancou- uh, from the Vancouver Sun, once again, check out the show notes for all these articles that I'm going to mention because I'll have them linked and you can read them yourself. Uh, BC Ferries could face criminal rap. And in a little excerpt from this I pulled out, uh, police are investigating potential violations of federal bill C-45, which came into effect in March 2004 and holds organizations criminal, criminally liable for their actions. It applies when the actions of those with authority and other employees taken as a whole demonstrate a lack of care constituting criminal ne- negligence. Uh, to This applies to senior officers who oversee day-to-day operations but who may not be directors or executives. And it also applies to when officers with executive or operational authority become aware of offenses, uh, offenses being committed by other employees but do not take action to stop them. So based on that, there could be some criminal uh, you know, allegations brought against some of these people uh, in charge that might not even been on the boat themselves 
or some of the people on the boats that just, uh, you know, they whatever it was that they were doing or not doing could find them criminally at fault, uh, I, I guess. I don't know if this could be right, if I'm, you know, if the, the law applies this way, but these people could, uh, if, if somebody's found guilty, could be charged with the deaths of that couple if they are, in fact, uh, still, you know, if, if they died when, when the, the boat sank. That's a possibility. Um, the other thing is, too, is that GlobalMail.com is reporting that North Coast Ferry, uh, North Coast Ferry Route won't, be, uh, won't offer cabin service. Now, this is something I didn't realize. And um, let's see, BC Ferries is still aiming to have its ferry service restored on the North Coast on April 15th, but it says no cabin service will be available. So what I didn't realize is that when this happened, they shut down the ferries, at least BC Ferry Service, in between the island and Prince Rupert, Rupert, um, completely. So, uh, let's see, BC Ferries has been using a tug and barge service on the North Coast to move goods and vehicles in the absence of ferry service while passengers who had reservations on the Queen of the North are being flown to their destinations. That's very interesting, and uh, like I said, they'll be, hopefully they'll have that restored as of April 15th where you'll be able to actually take the Barry, Fe- or Barry Ferries, BC Ferries, Barry Ferries, BC Ferry Service uh, to get up to... Um, to uh, to Prince Rupert. Now, CKNW Radio is also reporting, though, that uh, restoration of the ferry services to, to, to the north gets closer. But one thing that they reported on is the environmental effects. And um, it says right here, on the environmental side of things, BC Ferries is continuing to evaluate the underwater footage of the sunken Queen of the North. The company is working with a salvage firm to determine the best way to deal with the remaining diesel in the ship because these ships are diesel-powered. So you got a lot of, uh, you know, fuel sitting on the on the ocean floor now the sea floor i'm sorry a decision will be made to either try to and pump the fuel out or somehow seal off the tanks locking what's left inside uh, the ferry and local residents around right sound are still concerned about the long-term damage from the fuel much of which has already leaked into the water so once again those environmental effects that are coming around could be affecting animal and plant life and um the one last interesting article I really invite you to, 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 to check out, and this is also off of the Vancouver Suns website. Um, it's, the, the article is titled, I Knew That Ship Was Going Down, and it is a one, uh, one of the people that actually were, were on, uh, that was on the Queen of the North, uh, had a, a guest editorial on, uh, in the Vancouver Sun, and they published this, and it was their uh, written account of being on the boat that night with it all sinking and, and uh, you know, evacuating off of the boat. And uh, let's see a little, little uh, excerpt from this. Um, I was in my bunk when the ship hit the rocks, having just fallen asleep after spending time studying surveys of dock facilities on the Prince Rupert route. I woke instantly at the first impact, which made the entire ship shudder. The ship suddenly veered to port and then listed off or listed as if she was making a starboard turn. I realized later that this was because she had ridden up onto the rock and was deflected off. The impact knocked my suitcase over the deck, or sorry, over onto the deck, spreading my things everywhere. When I heard the second impact, I knew that we had hit something and that it was a serious situation. So this article continues to go on and, you know, talk about this person's experience uh, with the sinking, you know, the collision and everything. I didn't know that there was a second impact, but... You know, so you got some interesting information that comes out of this uh, single person's account 
of the Queen of the North sinking and uh, their account of getting off the boat, yet alone surviving. It's a pretty amazing story. And that basically wraps up uh, everything that's changed up to this point. And, you know, even the media is kind of simmering down with the whole story. It's, it's kind of, well, it's old news kind of. But nothing new is really happening. When this first happens, you know, you're, there's so much information to kind of gather. But now it's, you know, we're into the investigation phase of everything. So um, new information is slowly being discovered. And so you kind of get this, you know, the trickling off effect uh, of what's going on. Well, that's not to say that this is, you know, it's far from over. And, uh, the, you know, the whole truth of the situation is yet to be discovered, solved, found, and uh, figured out why, why it was so far off course, why they didn't do the proper things necessary to, uh, to resolve the situation at that night or even to prevent it uh, coming up. So if you are a little miffed by some of the information that I'm telling you and you're wondering a little bit more about the other facts check out the website, 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 having problems here, radiozoom.net, and uh, check out the previous episodes, anything that's mentioned, in the, at least in the titles about the BC Ferries incident, check out those articles, also check out the previous episodes, and uh, I give you a little more information about it, so that way you can get yourself educated and up to date. Now, one thing I wanted to do is play some more music for you as we seg into the next portion, and we're going to listen to more Canadian music. Um, now... Uh, that sounds it's like saying we're going to listen to some polkas now we're listening to canadian artists and this is something that i've wanted to play for quite a while and just never quite found the the right time and i don't even know if this is the right time but i like it dave seagram and the song is called how it is it's off the album resolute it's electronica which i do enjoy so i'd like you to check it out and enjoy it as well this is Rio Zoom.
told you his name is Dave Seagram, and uh, I do believe he's from Ontario as well. Canadian, and that comes off of the album, or could even be an EP, Resolute. And uh, you can find him on the web, waterboyrecordings.net. I found that, of course, on the Podsafe Music Network, but there's nothing wrong with that. I just have fun finding neat artists for you to listen to and check out. And, uh, well, I think that uh, well, you know, I, I, that song kind of reminds me a little bit of Moby. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that, that voice or whatever, that little sample that they have kind of kicking in here and there. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'm sorry if you uh, kind of think that this leaving the window open is going to kind of affecting making any negative impact into the episode today you know write me let me know if you don't like it if you do like it i I just realized that there's a lot of uh kind of people wandering around a lot of trucks kind of going by which you normally don't really hear but uh it's really just a gorgeous day outside and i'm not going to keep the windows closed anymore seriously some fresh air really really helps you every once in a while so we're transitioning here and we're going to look at this newspaper article and uh this is the third part of the series that the Vancouver Sun was running in the Arts and Life section. This camp would come out every uh, Saturday. And uh, it was a series titled Now Hear This, and it was all about podcasts and podcasting. And uh, you've got my thoughts on the first and the second uh, ones, and you can go to the uh, previous episodes. Once again, go to the show notes, track track back, and uh, check out the previous, uh, you know, what other things that we covered in, in terms of the other ones that are totally escaping my brain right now because I'm just staring at this at this article. There's some of this that uh, I I like. There's some things that I don't like about these articles, and that's why I'm kind of talking about it a little bit. And uh, this this uh, part, this third part, was titled "E-Bridging the Gap Between Artists and Fans." And uh, now hear this: podcasts provide a platform for independent musicians to reach an enthusiastic and otherwise inaccessible audience. Now, I don't necessarily know if I can agree with that, but uh, it makes a little bit of sense because they're trying to reach kind of the people that are into the MP3 crowd. Um, also, you know, there's, there's it's not really an inaccessible audience, I think, as much as it's a different art- audience because you're going to have people that are music lovers. You're going to have people that uh, are sick of radio, but they want to listen to, uh, you know, something else. They're, they're diehard MP3 player, MP3ers, whatever you want to call them. Um, but the big thing about this article is that it focused in on a single Vancouver artist, an artist that I've played before on my podcast, which I found on the Podsafe Music Network. Gosh, giving them a lot of plugs today. i got to stop doing that. Uh, Paula Toledo, and she is a solo artist, uh, kind of a, you know, a, a female, I don't know what you want to kind of call it, like an alternative uh yeah kind of i i really don't know how you could classify I'm, I'm really bad at classifying genres or describing genres of music you can check out my previous episodes or you can do go always go ahead and go to paulosolito.com that's our website um the one thing is about this article that that is really good is it shows the advantages and the positives of artists 
embracing podcasting because she was somebody who had posted some stuff around the web and then she was contacted by some other people that do mainly music-related podcasts. I, I play music in my podcasts, She's and I've played her stuff before. She emailed me and thanked me and and uh, she had a CD release party that we, you know, that me and Rebecca were going to try and make, but, uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, it just didn't co- uh, coordinate very well because we got married on the same day as that. Uh, but she was contacted by these other people, uh, such as a C.C. Chapman in Boston, who uh, now, uh, I'm not going to mention who he's uh, with, what network he's with, because I've mentioned that network enough already. Uh, but then also she's been contacted by, I think, uh, Seattle and Beyond, which is a podcast that comes out, of course, Seattle. And she did a, uh, a Skype interview, which can be done, and uh, which is great, though, too, because you know, it's a voiceover IP, and you can interview these people from anywhere, and anybody that's like really diehard about music it's a really great utility and so it kind of details some of the stuff like that and um you know the exposure that an artist can get through podcasts but that's it that's all it talks about is paula toledo and a few of these other different podcasts and i was just kind of thinking that other vancouver or other british columbia uh artists could have been featured in this article other than you know this her picture takes up about a quarter of the page and there's a lot more to Vancouver, a whole lot more to Vancouver. And if you do a you know searching on different uh, you know PodSafe Music uh, websites, uh, you can come up with a lot of bands that you can access uh, or that you can you know download and play in your podcast. Because there's more than just one PodSafe Music website out there. And um, but you didn't really talk about them and. You know, granted that she has, uh, you know, a lot of different avenues of of success within podcasting. What is, you know, how how great is it to have your music played just by a podcast in general that might have oh thousand to five thousand listeners? Um, that exposure alone is really nice, and you could have talked to people that you know, experienced something like that as well. I don't know. It's just it kind of feels like they just didn't really put a lot of work into it into the article. They just kind of latched on to one person, or they just you know found an easy out. And I don't know. I was just kind of yeah. It just felt lacking. The article just kind of left me feeling. Like they left out some details. They just there's so much more that they could have covered, but they just kind of did this. Now the other thing on, on this that you know, kind of a supplemental to this article by uh, Peter Bernie, Byrney, whatever. Uh, Carrie Gold uh, was the author of this other supplemental to this. Uh, now hear this uh, article detailing the podcast top ten. And uh, right here at the top, it's like sifting through garbage. Some podcasters are just plain irritating, leaving the listener bored while they shuffle their notes or goof around. Hey, look at me. I'm shuffling my notes. And um, But such is the nature of independent, unscripted amateur hour broadcasting. And at the bottom of this, too, it says something about uh, the following is a random selection of free, low-budget podcasts that are, for the most part, often entertaining and depending on your interest. And I'll look. Now, low-budget podcast, what are you saying? Low-budget in the fact that here I am sitting in my, 
in my apartment uh, in front of my laptop with a microphone in front of me and you know with your paper in my hand is that con- you or is that what you're considering low budget or is it low budget for the listener because it's free i'm not sure but some of the the uh, the you know these are low budget podcasts um let's see well quirky nomads i know for a fact uh you know the they are a canadian um podcast and they're really entertaining um and they're actually let's see this is a story of a family who said if the republicans get any worse for moving to canada and then they really did so they're americans that moved up north interesting concept and you know they're i think they're you know experiencing some pretty good success with what they're doing i hear a lot of people talking about them so um but then also some other ones like coverville uh podfinder uh the Keith, Keith and the Girls Show or NPR Driveway Moments, those are not uh, low-budget stuff. Um, you know, once again, this just seems like they kind of went to a, uh, a website, picked out the top ten, and just said, yeah, this will look good, or picked out high-rated shows and um, didn't put a lot of, uh, of thought or, or, or effort behind it. So, I don't know. Me being the geek, the podcaster that I am, I enjoyed the article, but then I have this, you know, I don't know, knowledge or uh, skewed perspective of what they should be doing. But if you're looking at it in the sense of trying to gain listeners and trying to introduce people into podcasting, what podcasting is and getting the word out and educating people, well, they're a good set of articles. But I don't know. I, I said in a previous episode that there's... If we want to educate people or if we want to get people listening to more and more podcasts, um, there should be some things that we should be doing, you know, trying harder to, uh, to, to educate people on the terminology and really what's out there versus just kind of like a, a concentrated view of, of what you can really check out. At the same time, this is a newspaper, and newspapers are hurting for readership and exposure, and they don't want to have any competition from, uh, you know – anything that's going to withdraw from their their ad sales and things like that. So that's another avenue of things you can understand. I doubt that the journalists are really writing with that in mind. Maybe editors edit with that in mind. Uh, but, you know, such is the way and, and uh, the, the, the industry of what newspaper is combating with this new media, this new industry that's starting to kind of rise up and – it's going to take a while for podcasting to mature and to compete as much with that type of journalism, but I don't think we're far off from seeing it as being equated up there with television, newspaper, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a time where people thought that the World Wide Web was a waste of time and that it would never really surpass what you can get from the television or you can get for radio or whatever, but, you know, everything has its own happy medium. Podcasting is still finding its own, so... With that in mind, talking about Vancouver music and Vancouver artists and experiencing success with podcasting, let's play a Vancouver band. And they're a little rockin', and, well, yeah. Either you can crank it up, or if you're really a stick in the mud, you can crank it down. But this song is called Bright Idea, and the band is called Super Being, and this is Radio Zoom.
being with the song uh, Bright Idea, and they are from Vancouver. That's coming off of that's off of an album that's yet to be titled, I think, or either I just could not find it on their website. But uh, superbeingmusic.com is the website to find out more about them, and they actually will have a new album coming out here very soon in a few. Excuse me, in a few months, I do believe in May. Gosh, no, that's, that's a month away. Oh my gosh, how did it become? It's April. Wow. Time is just flying by this year already. And um, they have a new a video coming out as well. And that's going to be the first single video. Or what do they call it now? Vingle? Yeah, whatever. Uh, but uh, check them out. If you dig that music, they kind of uh, sound a little bit like Green Day right there. And some of the other music, which I, I'll probably play in the future, uh, kind of has that uh, nice rock and uh, kind of punk and grr element to it. So I dig it. You can check it out. Now we're going to do this little transition, and then uh, I'm going to transition to another microphone. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, dearie. Uh, now we're on the uh, the handheld mic, and uh, yeah, eh? <laughs> Let me make some minor adjustments before I walk away from this this uh, mixer. I don't want to make it sound too badly, but uh, this little Behringer mic obviously doesn't sound the greatest, but uh, I'm not going to complain because I got it really cheaply. Very, very cheaply. Okay, so we're taking off the headphones. I just want to take a moment. Sorry, that was major major, uh, overmodulation there. We're going to take a moment here. Come sit by the window. Ah, yeah. I'm not going to go sit in the balcony because that's just too much for me right now. Plus, um, it's a little, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a little windy right now. And uh, there's, I think somebody has some sort of flowers. Or is that water? I don't know. It's dripping off and into the balcony. So I'm just going to stay inside for right now because I don't feel like getting dripped on. As gross as that sounds. Um, One thing I wanted to mention, though, really briefly, just some thoughts about podcasting in general. But I'm a subscriber to the Daily Breakfast podcast by Father Roderick, who does a podcast out of the Netherlands, out of Holland. And... Something about what he did last week, he just published, he, he's now up to 101 episodes. If he's published anything today yet, he's going to be up to 102. So there's the 100 episode mark that he made. And just before that, he had something happened where he was saying, or he's reporting that the diocese, the people in charge of the diocese in his area for his, his church, was seeing what he was doing as being a waste of time. Now, saying that he was pouring too much effort into his podcasting endeavors and that he needed to cease. And he told the story in episode 99, which was published on March 31st. And 
he sounded really depressed by it, as anybody would be. You know, for somebody who uh, he's very, very talented, very, very good at what he does, and he, you know, I'm a big fan of what he does of his podcast. And he told the story, and he was very, very somber. He was upset by it. It was not a good situation for him. And what he wanted people to do, he was going to be meeting with the bishop of his diocese, and he asked people to write in testimonials, email testimonials, so that way he could take these to the bishop and show, you know, hey, look, I've got people, I've got readers, or I'm sorry, I've got listeners, and they wrote these emails, you know, saying, you know, please don't stop this podcast and everything. I'm a sucker. I did it. And I say I'm a sucker because on April 1st, he published episode 100 and and announced that it was an April Fool's joke. Well, I think it's funny. I got the joke. I laughed. But there are some people out there that are not going to take it so lightly. And I think he is now experiencing what I like to kind of see it as being as the uh, War of the Worlds effect. That he, pay, he preyed on people's emotions. Preyed maybe may being a, a bit of a, a pun of a word right now, but he preyed on people's emotions, pulled at their hearts, and some people really poured their guts out in terms of, you know, what the Daily Breakfast meant to them. And, yeah, I don't think a lot of people were happy. And it's definitely an issue that needs to be studied and remembered that, you know, even news organizations take go to great lengths not to publish fake news, not to publish news that's going to essentially affect their credibility. And it will be interesting to find out how that affects his listenership, how as a priest it affects his credibility. You know, I think it's a you know it's safe to say that any time around April Fools, around April first, that you need to watch yourself around Father Roderick. But I don't know. Check it out for yourself. DailyBreakfast.com, episodes ninety nine, one hundred, and uh, see what you think about it because it's it's a very interesting issue. It's is is it a joke? Yes, but at what point, you know, do you have to kind of tell people that are really offended by it to just kind of take it easy, relax? But at the same time, you can't blame them. It's just a really, really interesting issue, and I, to me, it's something that needs to be remembered. I know I certainly will remember and not forget in all of my adventures and my endeavors. And everything that I do from here on out. Definitely won't try to, to uh, toy with your emotions ever. My faithful listeners, I'll do my best to never do that. So I'm um, going to keep this short here. And Well, we're already up to like 43, 43 minutes, 44. So uh, I don't want to keep this too much longer. So we'll play the last uh, song for today. And like, I don't have my headphones on. So we're just going to play this. And hopefully it works. You know what you're listening to.
artist i just couldn't find it before i started playing it so let's see bradley the song's called don't call comes off of the album pink pill program and you can find him all you need to know bradley.bz he is a artist from british columbia more so mm, excuse me another one of those vancouver artists that you know what they could have checked out they really really could have and i really wish they would have would have should have could have there i am with the would have should have could have so with that i should do this I went into that whole thing about the, the Daily Breakfast uh, kind of cold and not with a lot of thoughts put together, but hopefully you understand what I was trying to, to get at. is It's really interesting how it can affect people that no matter what you're doing, what you're saying, it can reach around the world and just in terms of podcasting, and it can affect, affect people. And you got to be careful with how it is affecting people. It can be good, it can be bad. Especially if you gather a bunch of listeners with one message and then you totally do a 180 and how that can kind of backfire on you. It's very, very interesting. I'm not saying that's the way it is. It's just that's what's happening and wow, amazing. So we'll check you later and uh, RadioZoom.net is that website to get all the show notes for today. I'll have I'll, I'll even post something in there in terms you can get right to the uh, the episodes I was talking about about uh, the Daily Breakfast uh, and you can go there and find all the uh, contact information for me, all the information you want to find out about the podcast, and tell all your friends, and yada, yada, yada. So, try the bisque. We'll check you later. Adios. The music on the Radio Zoom podcast is done with artist permission and is pod safe. Visit the show notes for more information. RadioZoom.net.